Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plane, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello, and welcome to episode 48 of Yarns from the Plane. I'm today out and about. It's such glorious weather that I have come outside and I'm recording outside. That and the fact that I feel a little self-conscious trying to record when I'm away at my parents, when my parents don't actually know I do a podcast. I just haven't... It's. Uh, I know, I know. But it's just one of those things that it just... It seems like it's too much effort to try and explain because she's very she thinks knitting is a little bit strange when you're my age anyway certainly things to do with knitting and the internet and then oh no so I just I haven't mentioned it and now two years down the line how how do I introduce the subject so anyway so I have escaped uh, and I've uh, come out found myself a nice sunny spot hopefully not too much background noise Um, there's a few people wandering around but hopefully I won't be too bad thank you very much for the feedback that I've had regarding episode 47 the interview with Susan it was an absolute joy and I do thank you very much for indulging me in that because it was entirely a great big ego massage boost Um, it was just it was wonderful and I'm so glad those of you who have persevered through the best part of an hour and a half have enjoyed it fear not today's episode will be much shorter today is friday april the 13th so hopefully um you know tricks of decophobia won't uh, trip me up <laughs> i don't tend to worry too much about it i've managed to successfully get where i am so far today without being hit run over or assaulted so i'm fairly confident that i'll be all right for the rest of the session so what's been going on with me woolly wise since i recorded an episode i think about 10 days ago wasn't it now well i have spun a fair amount I have knit a small amount I have seamed really quite a lot I have to say that the Walsack project well I'm beginning to feel have you ever seen The Red Shoes it's an old film the ballet dancer who owns The Red Shoes becomes possessed by them she cannot stop dancing I feel a little bit like that about the woolsack cushions. They have possessed my soul, and I can do nothing apart from working on trying to get them complete. <laughs> so let's let's do the woolsacky bit and then go on back onto the spinning. I have knit several small squares to complete some of the guild sets because I am just too OCD to be able to just put them all jumbled together without, you know, colour family and everything else. So I have knit. Um, small squares to complete two more um, guild cushions. They have been blocked and I have seamed nine of them together to make a front but I've got obviously quite a bit more seaming to do uh, on those two because they, their fronts and backs will be made up of nine small squares. I have seamed together two pieces that I was knitting borders on to make them bigger and that's been stuffed and woolsack label put on it and actually seamed up so I will have at least one completed stuffed cushion to go on the woolsack stand uh, a week tomorrow when it's the woolsack stuffing event um, 
I have seamed together my own sixth cushion, the fourth for this batch, which was the design from Blacker Designs with the stripes. So that's quite nice. I have had many small squares from you, my lovely, lovely listeners. So I have got one set pinned out and blocking. I left them still damp when I, I left yesterday. So they are pinned out and really quite magnificent. So that is at least one cushion to be made. Now, those, they will be commercial yarn. I've also got some hand-spun yarn. Um, but I haven't done anything with those yet because I'm going to see what else may come through and um, I've got some of my own handspun that I can make some up there as well. So I think I will probably have enough to make a front for that and then I'm not sure what I'll do for a back. I might just knit a great big back for that myself. And then I have a lovely green cushion from a dear listener who I met a couple of years ago. He's absolutely delightful. And... That is earmarked to go with a cushion of a front made with some of my own hand spun. I have um, been spinning this last weekend. Do you remember I talked to you about how I had dyed some more yarn? I dyed some Falkland sliver that I had because I had, when I'd done the dyeing of the Blueface Lester last month, I had some exhaust dyes left, or more to the point, the dyes hadn't been exhausted. So I had tubs with the dye in. Well, I dyed some Falkland sliver in some blue and some yellow and some exhaust red that came out as kind of peachy pink and um, the exhaust black that came out a grey. I have spun the yellow and the blue and the peachy pink. I was aiming for DK. I got quite cocky and posted a picture of one of them um, on Twitter. Of course, that's come back and bit me in the bum because the first one that I spun has come out as an Aran weight and the second one I spun has come out as a fingering weight and the third one I've come out as spun, uh, has come out more like a, um, a, a very light fingering, almost a, a lace weight. I, it was 23 grams of fibre and I've spun it into 130 yards. <laughs> so uh, I'm actually really pleased with it and the Falkland is gorgeous it's so soft it's lovely really really nice in the exhaust green i dyed some carded gotland and i've spun that up too that's come up like an uh, a worsted de arany weightish but it's, it's more dk possibly than than the others but it's still not dk now the the problem with that is that gotland had quite a lot of guard hairs and i dyed it green remember now as i was spinning the guard hairs came out and the guard hairs were short and coarse and curly and green and surrounded by a spinning wheel in something that made me look as if I had done something unspeakable to Shrek's nether regions. It was just... Well, I can't say it was an... It wasn't an unpleasurable experience, but it, it, it wasn't as easy and as even to spin as the Falkland. Um, I also hadn't rinsed enough dye off it, so I had green hands every time I spun it. I've rinsed it, and uh, well, now I've plied it together, and it, it is nice, and it's softer than it was. It's still not as soft as the Falkland by any means, but it does look a little bit like that green garden twine. So, maybe not the most successful, but it's the first time I've spun with Gotland, and 
you know, this year is all about spinning lots of different breed-specific fibres that I've not spun before. So I have to say it's, uh, it was an interesting learning experience. So I'm currently um, using the blue and the green and the yellow together, even though they're slightly different weights, um, to try and come up with um, something to go on the front of this cushion. I have to say, I was cursing yesterday as I decided to do the most difficult bit of it. I'm basing it on the make, do and knit pattern um, that was published in Knit Now. Um, I think it was Make Do and Knit it's called. You'll find that was probably called something else, isn't it? Let me rummage around. Um, certainly it was published by um, in Knit Now magazine by the lady who tweets as Audrey's Tea Shop. And I decided to tackle the Intarsia Union flag. But instead of red, white and blue, it's green, yellow and blue. And, do you know, it's really rather effective but boy, yesterday on the train, all of those entire little bits, because of course I'd wound some off, but I'd wound off too big a set. They should have been small pieces and they weren't, they were too big and they were getting all tangled and I was, oh! But anyway, I'm about halfway through that now. Um, haven't listened on it yet today, but I will do um, later on. But it was, uh, it's knitting up quite nicely and I have to say, the Falkland is just delicious. It's just really, really nice. The blue I'm particularly pleased with because the fibre took up the blue more strongly in one end than it did in the other. So I split it into four and spun it into one long sing single and then um, Andy implied it, so plied it together but from opposite ends in one go. And so there are some places where the darker blue is, or the stronger blue, is plied with the lighter blue and it's given a really nice mild effect. So I'm really, really pleased with it. Lovely yarn. And I'm quite confident now that I could probably spin a jumper's worth. It would take me a while, but I could spin a jumper's worth. And if I spun it at that thickness, then if I'd sort of split my whole lot into 24 lots the way... Jasmine on the Knitmore Girls recommends I could then do a two ply or a three ply or a four ply without having to jiggle things about too much to make it the the, the thickness that I want. So I am quite tempted to join in their what they're calling spackle, which is a spin along knit along, which is for um, it's starting now to take six months to spin the yarn you need, and then three months starting in uh, September I think to knit a lovely cardigan from Twist Collective last year's Twist Collective called Eden. E-A-D-O-N. I think it's uh, designed by Susanna I.C. But I, I rather like that idea. So I think I'm um, quite tempted to do that. Because I think I could make some nice... If I can find some nice fibre in a couple of weeks' time at Wonderwall, I might well do something natural colour rather than dyeing it. Because I don't think I'd be able to get a consistent enough dye job and I don't think I want a cardigan that pools. But um, anyway, I'm quite interested by that. So that's the, the spinning part. The seaming part... The knitting part, all to do with Woolsack. All of it. What else has happened? Um, well, last, uh, earlier this week, not last week, earlier this week, um, it was the Guild exhibition at West Kirby Library, and I went along and had a lovely day there. Um, really nice to see all of the things for the exhibit out. There are a nice range of things on the theme of circles with Olympic colours. Um, we had some interest, not much. I was very impressed though with how many students were there working, you know, obviously preparing for their AS and A levels. I was um, very impressed. Studious bunch. 
and they were actually working, not socialising. So they were. But it was uh, it was very nice. Um, I hope that you know as the uh, week progresses, they've had more people stop and chat and take interest. So it was uh, really nice. Today, I'm going to review the Knit Today magazine, the May 2012 issue. It's issue number 72. Retails here in Britain for 4 And it's not a magazine I normally read. So I picked it up and it's, well, I don't know, it's, it's not the knitter. Let's put it that way. Um, it's aimed at a whole range of abilities. So there are very easy, quick knits there for beginning knitters. It's seems from a lot of the readers' letter pages, uh, you know, in the reader letter pages, that there's a lot of people knitting toy and baby garments, and a lot of the knits were designed with things like King, King Cole, which isn't necessarily a yarn I, I use much, but I would say it's sort of trying to make sure it, it is aimed at the, perhaps the cheaper, more mass available end of the yarn market which is no bad thing you know there's a place for that anyway with it being the may issue um it mentions um woolsack and how you can go along at wonderful Wales with your last cushions to stuff or send them to the natural fiber company down in cornwall um a lot of the knits are based around using cotton um summer items so there are sleeveless summer tops um there's one with a kind of a open chevron style knitting bamboo cotton dk um there's um, some 1920 style cloche hats. They're also knitted in cotton DK. Cable tank top by Pat Mancini, I think that's how you pronounce her name, which is done in King Cole Mirage DK, which um, I'm not familiar with, but I think is um, similar to Sirdar Escape, as it's got some colour change. It's got a very deep rib welt, and then two cables. And on first look, it's, it's v-neck and sleeveless. It's really rather nice. And then you look at it again and you realise that those cables, there are only two cables, they're quite thin, and they run straight up the front and over the middle of your boobs. And I'm just... I don't know. I don't know. Do I, do I want to draw attention to them? You know, maybe if mine were a bit more... You know in proportion with the rest of me, I might want to. Or maybe, the, you know, if my ribcage wasn't so huge and looked like it's got another... Well, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm not quite sure about that. There is a little section um, with six quick knits to celebrate the Jubilee. So there's some, you know, obviously a lot of red, white and blue there. Um, because, it, of course, this year is the year of the Diamond Queen's Diamond Jubilee. So we are going to have all sorts of things keeping us going with that. Um, so there is some bunting. Uh, and a cute little corgi hat, baby baby hat, um, <laughs> made out to be a corgi's head. That's really cute. There's a red, white and blue tea cosy, which is done in quite a simple um, slip stitch pattern, um, which is really nice. There's a coin purse, which I'm never, I'm never convinced that a knitted coin purse is, you know, a good thing. Will the coins not just make it sag? I don't know. Maybe if you lined it. didn't. I can't remember if it was lined or not. A placemat. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, whatever. Egg cosies. Now they are cute egg cosies, I will give you that. But I have never yet met anyone who actually needs to use an egg cosy. When you boil an egg, you need to eat it straight away. Not stick it the little woolly hat on it to keep it warm. 
because it's just going to carry on cooking. And if you wanted a soft-boiled egg, it's just not going to be soft-boiled by the time you take your hat off and eat it. So, mm, you know, not sure too much about that. There's an interesting article on um, knitting penguins jumpers. Yes, you did hear me right. This is to do with a recent oil spill in New Zealand and... um, the, the oil gets in the penguins' feathers and, and ceases to make them waterproof. So actually they then have problems um, keeping dry and keeping warm. So these little penguin jumpers, um, you know, roll, they look like the little kind of roll neck and sleeveless so that their flippers can come through, uh, are just there to, you know, keep them warm whilst they're uh, trying to renew their feathers and the oil in their feathers. Um, and although I didn't read the article in depth, it also then goes on to look at you know, fundraising that's grown from that, so whole knitted penguins and, and things like that. So, you know, quite a lot in there. But this issue also came with 50 quick knits. Easy gifts to knit for men, women, kids, baby and the home. You see, I'm always a bit worried about giving a gift to a house. I'm not for sure it really appreciated. Um, but there we are. So what have we got here? Well, we've got some brooches. OK, yeah, knitted brooches, yeah. Knitted flower brooches, that's fine. Coasters, yeah. Especially good if you're trying to sort of, uh, you know, you're learning new stitches. So if you're a a beginning knitter and you're learning new stitches, you know, that worked quite well. Uh, A little shrug. Baby blanket. Another coin purse. See previous entry. I can't see what I've got here. Oh, bag charms. So again, you know, knit some flowers to hang on your handbag. Well, okay. A hairband. Uh, And then we've got things that just fall into the Y category. Okay, I mean, tea cozies, no, I don't, I, you know, they're not the Y category. Pot holders, no, they're not the Y category. Um, mug hugs. You know, I'm, I'm not so sure I need to wrap something woolly around my mug when I'm in my house. Unless it's Arctic conditions, but I'm, you know, no, not convinced about that. Um, classy vase cover. Yes, you heard me right. This is a ribbed knitted vase cover um uh, it's, uh, uh, no sorry speechless absolutely speechless um but then if you you know if that made me speechless <laughs> um you know wait till i get to the um the next section which includes a stripy bottle cosy again a cosy for putting your baby's bottle inside um is not the idea of heating formula milk up that you just literally warm it you know you put it dab it on the inside of your wrist to body temperature so that it emulates the temperature if you were feeding your baby naturally I mean, I don't know. I haven't had any. I'm not an expert, but I'm just not convinced that I need to wrap it in something warm and woolly. Uh, just, uh, and just, um, no, I'm, I'm rendered speechless. I think there are a lot of things in here that are great for learning, you know, for beginning knitters. And, you know, the little animal finger puppets are really cute. I think they're great, but I'm just not, you know, an iPod cover and a glasses case and... A knitted tie. Again, some sort of dodgy, you know, step back to the 70s moments there. But I'm just not, I'm not convinced about a vase cosy or a, 
a baby's bottle cosy. So, you know, there are some things in there that are quite sweet. A cowl, you know, some uh, several cowls actually that are quite nice, and um, and the little shrug and the finger puppets are superb. Love them, but I'm um, those cosies. I think you know someone obviously wrote the word cosy down on a mind map, and then they tried to sort of come up with as many things as they could do it. And tea cosy is fabulous. Egg cosy, beginning to stray away from it. The rest of them, I'm really, really not, not in, not convinced about. But that is the May edition of Knit Today magazine, and uh, I just thought that might be quite, you know, an interesting one if it wasn't something that you ever came across. Moving on to something I really like, um, I'm going to be unashamedly patriotic here. Um, I've mentioned the Jubilee already and I will no doubt talk about that at great length. Probably nowhere near as funny as uh, Hoxton will be um, because she'll be well thought out whereas mine will be off the cuff and a natural response to it. But what I am going to talk about is where I went last night. Last night I went to the Royal Albert Hall to see the massed bands of the Royal Marines take part in the Mountbatten Festival of Music. It's something that I used to go to regularly as a child. You know, living an hour away from London, it's you know not that difficult to get to. And then in recent years I've been again because the times have changed so that it now begins to coincide with um, my spring break. It always used to be in February and not coincide with my half-term holiday but it has in the, the last couple of years it's moved to April and coincided with my spring break and it's just I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the whole sense of pomp of, of and, and ceremony involved with British military bands. I know that it's not a uniquely British phenomenon. I know that many high schools in America, for example, have marching bands. And so there is, in many ways, much more of an exposure for young people to that kind of music than there is here in the UK. But there's something quite moving to see the buglers and drummers doing their static drum work and their bugling. There is always some sort of modern popular music that's arranged for the band to play, um, some kind of film or TV theme, something commemorating, you know, events. So this year there were um, pieces to commemorate the Titanic 100th anniversary, a specially commissioned piece um, to commemorate 100 years since Scott's doomed attempt on the South Pole. Um, Task Force, which is a piece that uh, commemorates the 30th anniversary of um, the Falklands conflict. I, I've actually heard that before, I think, so it's not been commissioned for the 30th anniversary, but um, obviously 2012 is the 30th anniversary. So there were a lot of pieces there. It's not my husband's kind of thing, but it is mum and dad's kind of thing. So, you know, it was just lovely to go. I'll put some links up to, um, to perhaps some YouTube clips um, and uh, see if you can uh, tune in and see what you think. I, I adore it, but I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. And as my husband keeps pointing out, we do not live in North Korea. We do not need to parade our military through the streets um, <laughs> in the way to celebrate such a dictator um, as that does. However, I still think there's something rather wonderful about the Royal Marine Band music, and um, it's got a soft spot in my heart. And that just about wraps us up for this episode. As always, if you'd like to contact me, 
please feel free. I love to hear from my listeners and I love to get any feedback. You can contact me by leaving a message on the show page notes at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com or yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com. We've got a group over on Ravelry and a listener's map. Go on and say hi. You can contact me on Ravelry as Tales from the Plane. And I also tweet at Tales from Plane. A bit sporadic, and sometimes it's just a total vent about intarsia. But there we go. You know, it might float your boat. You can, of course, email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com. Until next time, take care, and thanks for listening. Bye.